Welcome to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show, presented by Blog Talk Radio. All right, welcome to Crossroads Sports Radio. Sorry for the delay there, folks. We are Crossroads Sports Radio, episode 73. It is Monday night, April 22nd. Myself and Jonathan Birdsong once again join you. Sorry we're running a little late tonight. Uh, golf went along, so uh, can't control the people in front of me. I hate slow golfers. But we're here. We're live. JB, how was your week, my guy? Oh, man, my weekend. My weekend was pretty good, man. Coming, uh, I mean, I don't know if everybody believes in you know Easter. I do. Uh, not to push it on anybody, but uh, had a pretty good week. Uh, went down in Tennessee and uh, caught up with some folks I hadn't seen in a long. I hadn't been in Tennessee in over 35 years. If I'm, I guess I'm dating myself <laughs> there a little bit, but yeah, uh, had a really good week and a good weekend. Okay, good, good to hear. Yeah, it was uh, had a good weekend. Worked a little bit, had some days off, so it was uh, it was good. Watched a lot of uh, basketball. I watched some football stuff and. Uh, yeah, it's hard to believe we're almost done. We're almost through April, and May here in Indianapolis is a very important month um, for the city. So we'll be rocking right. and rolling as we get into May. Uh, and then you actually know it's going to be summer, and then we'll be having our sporadic shows throughout the summer when something big happens. So uh, yeah. a lot, a lot on tonight's show. We've got the NBA playoffs. Obviously, we'll be talking NFL draft preview a little bit. We'll talk a little NFL. The schedule's been released, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, we'll hit some quick hitters and such. We'll have one of our guys, Willie, Willie Martin, another NBA guru, uh, going to join us here shortly. If you want to give hey, the people kind I, of a, uh, if I, if I don't know it, then Willie, Willie fills in the blank, man. Cause he knows the stuff that's like, uh, what, uh, what I might miss in like a uh, nineties basketball culture or even, uh, more close to home Pacers, uh, like Willie Martin is, is your man to talk to. And I'm going yeah, to talk I've, to him tonight. Absolutely. Willie's got the uh, – I always like on Willie's Facebook page, he's always got a uh, synopsis. Um, and, you know, I'm going to talk to him about the one he just had for last night's game because I feel like it was a perfect uh, a perfect statement for what ended up happening with those with the Pacers this weekend as well. So uh, Willie will join us shortly. We'll talk that. Until he calls in, John, uh, did you see Black Summer? So look, dude, I haven't watched all the way through. I started, I started, I got in like four episodes. Okay. If you are a Walking Dead, if you're, I mean, I know you're a Walking Dead fan, so I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the audience now. So if you're a Walking Dead fan, and haven't seen Black Summer, you're gonna, you're gonna see a, a, a little similarities to, to it. But it actually, because it's a Netflix series, actually, every episode feels like a movie, right? It actually feels yeah. like the, uh, that, it actually feels like that movie. Uh, came out back in uh, mid 2000s. Uh, remake of uh, oh my god, 20, Night, 28 uh, days later. No, no, uh, that too reminds you that and Night of Living Dead, the remake that, that was okay. with uh, Ving Rhames. So like, uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I that, thought he was dead by the uh, way. Dude, no, the Ving Rhames very much alive. But listen, so I don't know. I, I know you saw the, the whole series or whatnot. It's like going to like like I said, going into watching just the four episodes, man. It's it's very hard, Brandon, to get to attach the characters now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very hard to get attached to characters, man. Because wow, 
you know, uh, the, the, the similarities with, like I said, between that and Walking Dead is that once you die in the Black Summer world, like you automatically become a zombie, like automatically, right? Kind of happens. And outside of that, the, the similarities are kind of deferred there, I would say. But I haven't watched the whole series and shit. Okay. Um, you will be disappointed just with the end, the way it kind of ties. Like, I guess they're leaving it, I guess, season two, I would think. I don't know. It was weird how it ended. Two things. Number one, I feel like they could have saved so much ammo if they would just shoot a damn zombie in the head. That would save a lot of it. Uh, they kept shooting everywhere. And they just, shot everywhere and the zombie kept on coming, yeah. Yeah, just shoot them in the head. Secondly, um, put those zombies into The Walking Dead. I don't think Rick and any of them survived past a couple episodes. Like I said, yeah, those those zombies uh, are. They, Which they do give you prefer? Them a bit more. Say what now? Which zombie do you prefer, the slower or the quicker ones? Well, it's not like listen, it's not like The Walking Dead took zombieism, and even Twenty Eight Days Later, uh, that movie. If, you, if anybody hasn't seen it, I would encourage you to see that film as well. It took the zombie, it made them, you know, smart or faster, however you want to, you know, and gave them a little bit, you know, what I mean. Like we're in uh-huh. old past movies from the sixties and seventies, like zombies are, you know, lethargic and you know what I'm saying you can run away from them, you know what I'm saying, of course you're gonna fall down or whatever, but but uh, <laughs> um the zombies the zombies in Black Summer are seemingly kind of know what they want, kinda of know what they're doing, yeah, and are after you. Uh but I don't know, dude, I ain't gonna bet against Rick ever. Ever. Never okay. bet against Rick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Let's see, we got a couple of minutes before he calls. Uh, okay. Let's talk. Trying to see what we can look at. Oh, well, I'll hit some quick hitters real quick. Um, there was a lot of news out of college basketball world this past weekend as well, uh, with people declaring, people uh, declaring with the draft, hiring agents and such. Yeah. Uh, an interesting yeah. one I found, Kerry Blackshear, uh, transferring from Virginia Tech, averaged 14 and 8, second team all ACC. Uh, he declared for the draft, but he could be doing a graduate transfer and he could be going, if he decides to do the graduate transfer route, he, uh, I believe would be going to Kentucky. Okay. Well, so, you know, I think Bud leaving kind of let everybody down, you know what I'm saying? Kind of let, kind of let down, uh, yeah. kind of got close. They got real close, right? Cause within a, within a, a alley-oop dunk of, 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 uh, of going to going further into the tournament than Virginia Tech has ever been. I had to, somebody had to check me on that, but I, I don't think Virginia Tech has ever gotten that far in a tournament uh, in recent memory. I know for sure. Um, but yeah, this has been a lot of names that I didn't think from Kyle. And I know we talked about this last show, Kyle Guy, and I don't know where he falls into if he's a second rounder or if he's somebody they invite to a camp or whatever. But it's seemingly not coming back to Virginia is what is what, what the reports are kind of show have kind of stated. Uh, but yeah. I think uh, oh, the kid from Auburn, Okiki, uh, declared, and that's kind of—I mean, you know—he's—he's—he's—his no, he's, 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 name is kind of hot right now. And then scouts kind of know what he's, even though he's injured, scouts kind of know what he can do. And they're, they're trying to—they're drafting on potential, you know, set him. Heck, you know, if you think about in recent memory, Blake Griffin sit, so did uh, Ben Simmons sit for a season. So, um, trust the process is all around the NBA now. Or not. Oh, yeah. if, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying he'll go lottery. Pick. I'm not saying he'll be a lottery pick, but he could be somebody that you see later on in the in the in the, in the later rounds 
like rounds, uh, the first round or the second round that, uh, that the team would take a chance on. Yeah. Um, the only other one I have was the Sam and Joey Hauser. Those were the twins from Marquette. Uh, they are leaving Wojo's team, leaving it. Don't know where they're going to end up, but uh, word is Big 12 is on the horizon for these two twins. So Woj is going to have to regroup at Marquette uh, after the disappointing year that they had uh, doing all the regular season and then flopping. Yeah. Yeah, there's been some other other names. Uh, uh, Green Kid from IU, which I think is just filler. It's just kind of – some of these are going to be fillers where guys are going to be running back to their school or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are actually get agents and either play in the G League or play, you know what I'm saying, uh, across – uh, over in Europe or in China, and then hopefully yeah. get a, a look, you know what I'm saying, the following year. Okay, perfect. Well, without further ado, uh, I, I don't know how to, give this guy, how to give this guy the uh, proper introduction, but what probably our number one guru, Jonathan Burst, I'm going to say you learned off of this guy because this guy's got basketball knowledge uh, that goes way back. And uh, he's also, I like to call him the voice of reason, because when I can be really pissed off how the Pacers play, I just got to look at his Facebook status, and then I've got it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Crossroads World Sports Radio. Willie Martin. Willie, my man, how are you? Man, I'm doing well. How's it going? Good. <laughs> good, good. good. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing much. Hanging out. The, vo- the voice of reason. The voice of reason. So, let's talk, gentlemen, the first series. Let's talk our own Pacers-Celtic series. Celtic sweep 4 nothing. Uh, since our last show, John, there was uh, uh, two games that have been played. Uh, Pacers fell apart. Uh, fell apart a, a lot of the second halves of these games are late frustration turnovers. Um, yep. Thoughts on the series sweep? I said we only we lose in five. Uh, I'll have each of you kind of talk about the series and your thoughts. Uh. Uh, my thoughts is, of course, it looks like everybody was. I thought the Pacers could at least squeak out one. They did. Of course, they did. Uh, we can't necessarily use Victor Oladipo's injury as a as a crutch, or you know, what I mean, to to lean on because they they were in those they were they were in those games. It, it's not like Boston lit it up except for like the last game. It's not like Boston blew them out in any of the games. Um, something something Kobe. You know, they have ES, ESPN does this whole little thing when Kobe breaks down game film and whatnot, and he broke down. He's like, I don't know what the Pacers on on a simple fast break instead of uh, Boyan who had uh, uh, not necessarily a shot blocker in front of him at all, he goes to, instead of trying to, you know, getting through the hard way, he goes to find the, the shooter in the corner, man, where they have a, it's a two-on-one break. And I get it, the fascination with the NBA has changed. Now everybody's, it's, you know, everybody wants to do what Golden State does or everybody wants to do Houston does, but you gotta have you got to have staff <laughs> to do that. <laughs> and uh, like I said, I mean, it's just some of those games – you know, he's critical of the play on the on on the on the court. Critical of, of the coaching, what he what he came together, uh, came up with. And uh, again, they you know you can't use the excuse that Victor wasn't there because in all these games we were we were in it. So um, I know I know we're talking about you know saying after everybody gets to do the comments. I know there's going to be some changes, unfortunately. Okay, Willie, your thoughts on the uh, the Pacers series. See, I agree with Bird a little bit, but I also think at the same time it kind of showed how the Pacers did miss Vic. Now, oh um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go as far as saying like 
if Vic was there, he would have won the series. It definitely would have been at least more competitive. Um, and possibly could have won the series, but I'm not going to say, like, oh, Vic was there, the Pacers are going to win it down. Um, and the reason I say that it magnified, like, Vic's absence was because and a lot of those, especially the second half, those offensive droughts, it, it, it magnified that the Pacers did not have a guy that they can give the ball to and get a bucket to just end the drought. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, because I like the way the Pacers had the team style ball, you know, pretty much the second half of the season after Vic went down, you know, basically right. like the, the by committee thing. Um, but, you know, come playoff time, it's a different animal. And the NBA at the end of the day is a star driven league. And if you don't have your star, you're going to have big problems. And that's ultimately what was showed with the Pacers. You know, they didn't have big, so he could, they, when they had those droughts, you know, you, in, a, in an NBA game, if you have a team score 12 points or less in a quarter, about 99% of the time, you're not going to win. Yeah. But, and that, and that right. happened, what, three times during the season? I mean, during the season? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think I wrote it down the best, like you. Uh, they clearly lacked firepower against it. To me, mm-hmm. they lacked firepower against a team that's truly. We all know they're not a number four seed. They don't deserve to be a four. They yeah. deserve to be a lot, a lot higher than that. Um, I think it showed for us um, that we really need to go out and get a strong number two to play with Vic mm-hmm. um, next season. Uh, now, I think. I'll tell you, within the series, there was some play that I was not happy with. Corey Joseph, I wasn't happy with his play this series. Turned the ball over a ton. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it just stupid plays. Thaddeus Young, one thing that stood up for me, I wrote down, my God, he had a, these games are close games at first, and he had a wide-open layup. And I'll, it was on the oh, game. Yeah. Hubie Brown then even said, my God, what the hell was that? It was an air ball layup. He didn't even hit rim. <laughs> See, I, 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 I've said this about Thad all season, or really like his whole time, is Thad is one of those guys, for all the good that he does on the court, he's good for at least that, – that, that's always been him. But I know that one shot you're talking about, yeah, that even for Thad, that was really like, I don't know what, what happened there. <laughs> yeah, that was – But I was, uh, was going to say also one thing that did also kind of pop out to me was the play of our two bigs. So Miles and Domas. Uh huh. So um, Miles, for the for the most part, definitely underwhelmed, especially on the offensive end. And um, Domas kind of wasn't necessarily his usual double double self either. Yeah. No. No. Well, they I made, they, take they, made Al, they made Al Horford look like Charles Barkley. Or shrunk. <laughs> they, they shrunk. They shrunk again. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I mean, Al Horford. Al Horford is great and good. Good, you know, he's in the Hall of Good, right, Willie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if he'll be in the Hall of yeah. Fame. Definitely in the Hall of Good. Uh, but they made Al Horford look like uh, all world to where you seemingly we should have beat them by numbers because who's Al Horford's running buddy? Baines, right? <laughs> like. Who, yeah. Who's all you know? Who, who'll be playing for another team. Maybe next year. Maybe two years from now, he'll be playing for another team. So, uh, again, there was at the wing position. I would give the Celtics uh, definitely 
uh, uh, they, you know, Jason Tatum and Brown and, and Kyrie at, at the guard position. They're, oh, even with Rozier, they're better at the wing, at the guard position than we are. But you would have thought that battle at, at the four spot and the center spot that we would have won. Uh, yeah, and they, they're which very, we, clearly, it's very underwhelming. Very underwhelming out of both of those two. Okay. Mm. Uh, thoughts on play of Tyreek Evans? <laughs> I've said that I'm going to look at it over for the whole season real quick. So I was talking to one of my friends who I went to high school with, best friends, but he, his kind of little arena football career kind of took him out to Alaska. And post, he, he's kind of stayed out there. So he doesn't really see the Pacers except when they're on national TV. And, I, and I've said, because he basically came in to, to be the upgrade over Lance Stevenson. Uh-huh. So, skill-wise, Tyreek is better than Lance, but he doesn't have the motor. And for some reason, when I watch Tyreek play all season, like I like I see he's a good player, but there's just, for some reason there's something that he just leaves to be desired. I don't, I can't quite put my thumb on it. Like he just, right. you know, does does that make sense? Like he just yeah, leaves yeah, to be desired. I don't know what white it is, and I know he averaged 19 points per game in Memphis last year. But he's one of those guys. I'm I'm always leery of guys who score points on bad teams because at the end of the day, someone's got to get those. Someone's got to score points, right? Right. And he's only been in the playoffs like what one other time, so I don't necessarily see him as a quote unquote like winning player. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I think I, uh, that kind of showed a couple times throughout the season as well, too. Yeah, he definitely. It looks like he's stuck in first gear half the time, and he'll yeah. miss wide, wide open threes that are bunnies, even. Um, mm-hmm. But then he also will hit these threes at the end of the game, a la yesterday, that for just no net, just swish, no rim, and it looked like nothing. Now mm-hmm. I did like this year how we had somebody that if they need a bucket he can get himself to the hole. He can make that play from that second unit because we haven't had somebody that was really reliable on a second unit in a while that can go and get their own. And Tyreek yeah. did give that to the this year, which was good to see. Um, but yeah, look at the rest of the team. You know, like you said, Miles and Demonis, uh, Demonis, those both were, you know, they got swallowed up in this series, which is surprising with Demonis because that's, how well he played last year against Cleveland, who to me was a way bigger team with Love and Tristan mm-hmm. Thompson and, and all them um, than the Celtics. So maybe credit to Brad Stevens. I don't know from knowing this team, but uh, uh, another I'll tell you. And Jonathan uh, knows I'm gonna be pissed when I talk about this guy. Uh, we went out and spent paid all this money seven mil a year for three years for uh, Doug McDermott to hit threes to hit shots in the playoffs. <laughs> I think me, mm-hmm. I think the three hit just about as many shots as he did. Yeah. Um, and we still have him on the hook for two more years, boys, at seven mil. That's, yeah, that's, that's a contract not... that's probably going to be tough to trade until uh, maybe next year when he becomes an expiring contract. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, could be. So I, ho- I hope he finds it. His shot because he and I recall watching poster games all year. Christian Harry would always be like, "Oh, he he shoots better away from the field house than he does at home." But <laughs> I don't know, man. He he got to find something. He got to figure something out. Yeah, John. 
the Patriots want to get better, they're going to have to pay top dollar. And I don't necessarily think – I think that's kind of why Larry kind of, uh, you know, bowed out gracefully because he knew – because you can't the, – the I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's, just, it's just how it is. Kevin Durant and the world, those guys don't want to come here. And if they did want to come here, they would want four or five million more than what they could get out of L.A. or New York. Um, so I know I, I listen to a lot of talk radio, as I, as I know both of you do. I know there's been a lot of pile on on what Kevin Pritchard did or what Kevin Pritchard didn't do. I, Kevin Pritchard didn't have a crystal ball and didn't, couldn't foresee Vic Depot going out the, the way he did. Um, um, I, I, you know, I know, you know, saying we, you know, McRob, I'm not McRob, I'm sorry, McBugget, um, didn't didn't kind of live up to the hype or whatever. I think we were thinking we wanted we wanted JJ Reddick out of him and he's not he's not on JJ Reddick level. Oh, you know at all. Um, I like him defense. I like him defensively better than JJ Reddick. Sometimes you know so we can talk about that later. Uh, sometimes JJ Reddick, if he ain't hitting, like what else? What else is he? Out, what else is he good for out there? You know, what I'm saying as a player. But um, he's still somewhat of a. I, I think there's gonna be a lot of you know change with this roster. I don't think Carlton comes back. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with with uh, with the other point guard. Uh, not Holiday, Joseph. Uh, Joseph. Corey Joseph yeah. I don't. I don't know what they do with Corey Joseph. Uh, see ya. He's been in, he's kind of, Oh man. Well, you say see ya. Uh, you, I mean, does Ricky Rubio want to come to Indiana? I know he played in Utah, but does Ricky Rubio? Mike Conley. Mike Conley's coming back. It will happen. It almost happened to the trade deadline. It almost happened. Well, I think Maybe in order to get Conley, you're going to have to part with one of those with one of our bigs. Right. And I think we're okay to now. Yeah, no, no. I guess my question real quick to change the subject slightly. So, which one would you prefer to keep? Uh, Because they're actually – the funny thing is I tell tell people this all the time. Like, 10 years ago, the way the NBA was, teams would kill to have both these bigs on their team because they actually – even though they both have different styles of play. Right, they do. Mm Mm-hmm. And ten years ago, I think you could play them together a lot longer than you can now. I, I think would, you're going to have to package so it. I would, and I'm going to package it without the two bigs. I'll, I'm not going to give up either big. Brandon, that's not going to happen. In order to make a deal, you have to give up something to make a deal. Absolutely. I got a, I got a draft pick. I had draft picks for the next two years if I want to give up first-round picks. If I think I'm going to be in a solid squad, if I'm trying to build a solid squad, just like the Golden State Warriors, you trade away your first-round pick because you know it's going to be so far in the back, you're not going to – how many times did you get a quality player that far back in the draft? Mm. If yeah. I have to give I'm up not, one, I'm I'll not. give up Demonis because it showed in the playoffs this year when we needed somebody to step up. Of the two – it was miles more than Sabonis, but I don't like it. I have, I have, I don't like it. I don't. I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I, you know, if they got, I don't know if they got any dead cap space money they can trade <laughs> with Monte Ellis mm. contract or anything like that. Yeah, my Monte Ellis two point two mil still. The package <laughs> up with the package up with pick eighteen. Uh, Miles Turner, I know he again. I know there's a bunch of pile on today. Uh, with, with local sports talk radio, uh, Miles Turner has shown the determination to work on his game. We asked him last mm-hmm. summer, you need to bulk up and to, to to get stronger, and that's what he did. 
uh, I know Doc, not to, not to shout out Doc or anything like that. Doc was talking about he he paid pay him one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and he teach him how to be a post player. I don't think we go to <laughs> Doc, but yeah. there's definitely some. There's definitely a post coach, a post team. Coach, I know Pete. I know Pete knew big man's camp because I don't think that's a thing anymore. But definitely, I definitely think there's a. I think that there's a coach out there to help him with develop that part of his game. Absolutely, uh, he's up. He's up the road to West Lafayette. Oh, you talking about Brandon Brandon. Brandon Brantley, of course. He's a big. Oh, he's worked with all. He's worked with three of them: Hammonds, Haas, yeah, yeah. and uh, Swanigan. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Bring um, him down. <laughs> yeah, but no, in all, in all seriousness, there, there's, there's, I, he has determination to work on this game, uh, or he's shown that he can. So, if we had to, I, I, I'm kind of like with you, Brandon. I don't want to. I wouldn't trade him, and I would try to make a push for. I, I like Darren Coffin, but I think Darren Coffin would be better suited on a veteran team that's ready to win a championship, so that he can end his career on a high note. This team is mm-hmm. somewhat of an. This team, even though, even though he. Even though he seemingly plays better with the Pacers, this team still will, somewhat in a flux. Even with Vic coming back, Vic's not going to be. We all know this. Vic's not going to be back in December. Maybe not even. Yeah. Maybe not even. No, January. I'm, I'm not, you know, so maybe I'm not expecting Vic to, to be back to. I'm not expecting Vic to be back full strength, really, and probably until what the 2021 season. What right. next season? 1920. So 2021. So I would I would so. allow Vic to see seek other employment. And I, I, I would wish him out too. Go, go, go to Toronto if Kawhi Leonard resigns. I don't know. Go to, go to Clipperland, or, or and actually in point guard in the point guard world, if you're a point guard, go to Houston because like in D'Antoni's system, you know, what I'm saying point guard succeed. Uh, but mm-hmm. if, if we can't, if we can't, um, and like I said, he kind of, I'm not saying broke down, but he kind of, he, he had to deal with his knee injury. You know, what I'm saying towards the end of the season, and like I said, I, I think he doesn't come back uh, either. But to give up Sabanis, man, I still see a lot of good in Sabanis. Talking in Star Wars terminology, I see I see a lot of great. And I say great, I still see a lot of good in Sabanis. I I'm feeling, I don't know. Unfortunately, we put these guys in positions that they were accustomed to being in. Um, and I, I know I'm, I know I'm talking outside my both sides of my neck because, like I said, Kevin Durant ain't coming here, and uh, so, yeah. you know Clay Thompson ain't Clay Thompson ain't coming here, so. Uh, you can't. It, that would be, those would be great. Those would be automatic. You know, what I'm saying shed those contract sheds to say goodbye to Thaddeus Young, say goodbye to Corey Joseph, and somehow work your way into getting. Because we hit, we do have money to spend. Work your way into getting Clay Thompson, and Clay Thompson, and, and Victor Oladipo. Let's go. You know what I mean? With uh-huh. the big, let's go. You know what I mean? Everybody would love that. Uh, but if you can't get if you can't make that happen, then you'd have to trade uh, Sabonis and pick eighteen. And and I think this draft is going to be pretty deep. So, but what you what you get in return, you know what I'm saying, did you go after Bradley Beal? You know, I don't know. Uh, did you go after, uh, you know, do you go after uh, LaMarcus Aldridge? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know Willie's going to say LaMarcus Aldridge and, and Miles Turner kind of played a similar, similar, you know what I'm saying, similar. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, to have an upgrade, to have an upgrade, you know what I'm saying, uh, in talent would, would be, you know what I'm saying, something the Pacers kind of need to look at. And like Kevin. I said, of the two, it, it would have to be. I, I would if you if you if you pinch me for it, it'd have to be Sabonis. Okay. Um, just yes no or no Kevin answers. Love. No Kevin Love. Can't, yes or no <laughs> answers on this question. Do you re-sign Wesley Matthews? 
I would probably lean towards no. Interesting. Uh, gentlemen, I'm just looking at the NBA free agency, top 20 free agents for, for this year coming up. Um, the first, I think the first nine are definitely don't have to worry about whatsoever. Durant, Kawhi, Kyrie, Kemp, Kemba, Clay, Porzingis, Demarcus Cousins, Butler, uh, Vucic, and I'd even say Tobias Harris. I think he's earned himself a role nice there in Philly. Um, looking at this second group, Chris Middleton, will the Bucks keep him? Probably. I think he's a buck for life. Giannis wants to keep him. Uh, D'Angelo Russell will stay with the Nets. J.J. Redick, uh, he almost signed with the Pacers once. If Philly gets rid of him, he could come in here. Um, Malcolm Brogdon. Another guy for the Bucks, a free agent. They've got some free agents. Al Horford, Marcus All. Here's the one I'm looking for. If we have to get rid of a big, so I will do this. I will trade, even if I do a sign and trade. If I have to do a sign and trade for Darren Collison, uh, Demonis Sabonis, and the 18th pick in the draft, then I will trade, package those three for a sign and trade with New Orleans. Give me their free agent, who we who they can sign in this trade. Give us Julius Randle and a second round pick. So Randle would play. Power, I mean, Randle will play center, right? Correct. Well, Miles I would play the four. Now this this is you're letting Thad walk, right? If we're getting Julius yes. Randle. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm because I would say Randle. I, I look at him as almost like a a younger slight upgrade of Thaddeus Young. Yeah, I think he, shoots, yeah, I he definitely shoots better. That's kind of what I look at at Randall. Maybe a little bit bigger than Thad, but for essentially he's basically he's got the same type of game as Thad Young. Or maybe with, with, with Randall being a free agent, somehow we can just snag him to come here mm-hmm. as a free agent, which I don't know if, if he'd come back to – he'd come to Indiana. I mean, he – He's he's seen what Kentucky's done and how boring it was there. So, um, but then Brooke, Lo- Brooke Lopez, and then number twenty is Boyan, and we got to talk about Boyan. We gotta pay him coming back. I think we have to keep Boyan. I do. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think out of the guys that are free agents, the ones that I expect back, um, Bogey number one, and I think Thad unless he gets a, a richer offer somewhere that we just can't. I could see Thad being a guy that we kind of put a hard dollar on, and if he finds some with a, you know, a little bit more, then I think we'd let him walk. But I, I expect those two back. Okay. I think but, uh, especially Bogey, I, I know he waited. Thad waited to sign with us last year because he was waiting to see whether offers he could get. Um, right. And judging, off, judging from Twitter on Sunday um, – Everybody going after his uh, his wife on Twitter for how Thad was playing. I don't know if he's actually going to want to resign with us this year because she was she was giving some jabs to some Pacer fans on Sunday. So, and I saw it after the uh, missed layup uh, as well on the Friday night game. <laughs> oh. So, but we have plenty of free agency talk to do this summer. Uh, yeah. I think we can all agree the Pacers are going to be different. We've got the money to spend. Uh, now the question is, will we spend it? And uh, what talent's going to be out there? Uh, we still have Jonathan Birdsong's boy, Monte Ellis. We still pay him $2.2 million through 2021-2022. 20, <laughs> so we've got three more well, years. 
Yeah, oh, that's, wow. That's not Are you guys fine with letting Darren Collison and Corey Joseph walk and giving that role to um, Aaron Holiday and Edmund Sumner? Let those split the I'll, second? I'll say this. I think out of Holiday's limited playing time this year, I think he's – I don't know if he's quite the point guard of the future yet or if he's ready for the starting role yet, but I think he's at least shown that one of those guys is expendable. Um, the only thing is I don't – and I think Holiday is definitely worthy of being in the rotation next year. Um, the only thing is if we keep Joseph, I like Corey Joseph better as a backup than I do as a starter. And Collison, he's kind of – Collison to me was the ideal – and if you look at the contract he signed with us a couple of years ago, it, it was it was signed for him to be a stopgap. And I think mm-hmm. that that time frame is kind of, you know, passed on him. And I agree with Bird what he said earlier. He, you know, it might be – I'd be fine letting Darren walk. But with that, we, we would – if we do that, we have to have a sure upgrade at point guard. Is Holiday ready for that yet? I don't know. But um, I, I think at the very least, Holiday definitely is worthy of being in the – should be in the rotation next year. I think he's shown that in his limited time this year. Okay. Okay. Um, last mock draft I saw uh, at the Pacers, number 18, has them taking Tyler Hero, shooting guard from Kentucky. At number 18, John, I know you're cringing for that pick. Um, and then second round, it actually has them taking uh, Eric Pascal from Villanova. So mm. uh, two positions, a mm. shooting guard and also small forward forward that they uh, they need to look at. So we'll see. Hey, did you, what did you guys think of uh, the Phoenix Suns saying they'd rather take uh, John Morant over Zion if they get the number one pick? They better fire the general manager. You realize that state, <laughs> the state the of Arizona, yeah. The state of Arizona could implode with these two drafts. I just want you guys to know that because after what they said, and John, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, with the Cardinals are passing on Kyler Murray at number one, and CBS reported that the Cardinals' ownership wanted to float the idea of selecting Murray as a way to excite the fan base and sell tickets that they were never really going to get him. Well, you just put a bag over your fan base's head saying you're not going to take yeah. Kyler, and they're probably going to take some offensive linemen, and then now – you're, you say you rather have John Morant over Zion. Mm. Well, if they end up with the number one pick, if that's how they feel, they better uh, they better be hope they can package it to to get something decent so they can get away with doing that. Yeah, and for Jonathan's uh, favorite, the Romeo Langford sweepstakes, he's fallen down to number sixteen now. Going to Orlando is what they've said. So, oh, that'd be good for him. You, you know what's funny is, I, I like I was looking. Um, you know that photographer, that freelance photographer, Cassie Athena, who takes pictures of all, like all the NBA players. I was looking at her Instagram, mm-hmm. and I saw she was at like the Magic playoff game the other day, and I completely forgot that they got Markel Fultz. Yeah, I forgot too. I completely <laughs> forgot about that dude. I was looking at their roster. I, and I said Markel Fultz is on the team. So, must have been in the Tobias Harris trade, I guess. 
I think. Uh, was he? No, 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 no. He was the – what trade was he? Tobias came from out of – it might have been – Tobias came from out of the Clippers, but they they gave up on folks. I mean, that's what it happened. They gave up on folks. I think that was a – that was a, it might have been a salary dump. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, could have been. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing the reason why on here. Um, okay, gentlemen, well, that's our, our, our Pacers talk. Uh, a lot more to go on that. Let's run down some of the other series as quickly. The Bucks have a chance to end it tonight. Their first series win, uh, I believe, in the NBA play, an NBA playoff history could be tonight. They could knock a sweep Detroit. Sorry, John, your bad boys are not coming from Detroit. Uh, Moro, I, I think it's very easily uh, the Bucks yeah, uh, win the sweep. That's yeah, I think that series is done. So, uh, the Magic and Raptors. Orlando made a nice run the first day. They just don't have the talent. And then now Toronto's figuring it out. Your boy Kyle Lowry finally can hit the broadside of a barn. Kawhi's <laughs> getting points. Uh, Toronto up 3-1, have a chance to end it tomorrow, I think, tomorrow back in Toronto. Yeah, I think that series is done. I honestly think, to me, I think Toronto might be the best team in the East if Kyle Lowry Ooh. shows up. Oh man, I ain't ready to go. I ain't ready to go through that door just yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as we speak, the Pistons the Pistons are up nine on the uh, Bucks at the end of the first quarter. So we're up yeah, eight. Early. Exactly. Uh, and probably one of the funner series I've watched. Funner, I guess that's the word I'm using. Seventy Sixers and Nets. Uh, definitely a lot of uh, uh, a lot of fireworks. They had a lot of fireworks. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that uh, series, John? Uh, Philadelphia woke up. I mean, they had some clownish activity going on on the bench or whatever, and they they woke up. Embiid is – I had a discussion about who's the best pivot guy in the pivot center or power forward. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of mixed nowadays, right? Uh, If Embiid was 100% and played, you know what I'm saying, most of the games, he'd be the best center in the league. Um, Because with that – on that team, he just makes it – he makes – he's a difference maker. He's just a difference maker. You know what I'm saying? The ball goes in. And he kicks it out. He finds, you know, said open shooters, or he just dominates. Or just, you know, and he's, he's, he's. I mean, he's kind of nasty about it, and he wants to be the best. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of times he's got a Gary Payton mouth on him, right? <laughs> but uh, he, he's nasty, and he, he, he's, he's, you know, as much as you can throw elbows and 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 and, and flop, you know, what I'm saying nowadays, uh, that's what he's all about. Um, they'll be. I mean, the, the Nets are. And like I said, we talked about this. Prior to the Nets are a, a, a kind of a pitcher of, of the Pacers. They don't necessarily have a star guy. They kind of need a star guy. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll be getting their pitch on for for the Clay Thompsons and the Kevin Durant's of the world uh, next because they kind of they kind of just a player away. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I was kind of shocked. I was kind of shocked that they actually, you know, saying, you know, I mean, with all the turmoil they've had, you know, saying trading away their picks, you know, saying over the last six seven years, they've kind of turned that culture around. To where if I'm a if I'm a free agent, even if I'm not, even if I'm not you know Kevin Durant or you know what I'm saying taking them to a lesser degree, but like the, the B level superstars, you might want to look into going to playing and playing in Brooklyn now. Uh, but they're not gonna like I said they're not, they're not gonna win that series just because uh, the talent level on Philadelphia is is, is extremely high. Um, yeah. But yeah. And hopefully, but you know what? But hopefully, you know, saying this kind of with because the general manager got fined like twenty five thousand dollars. Too, because he 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 went after the officials. Hopefully, it kind of starts 
I'm tired of friendly teams. I don't want to see necessarily blood like how it used to be with the Celtics and the, and the, and the and Lakers in the 80s, but I'm tired of teams being friendly. And I can hopefully this starts of a, of a rivalry, especially in the East. You know, I mean, we do, we do, that's primarily watch basketball I watch. Hopefully it starts as a, as a, as a, as a friendly rivalry where they can get chippy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, real quick on you guys. Uh, looks like we do have a, a call on the line real quick. Let's see who we got here. Oh. Crossroads Sports Radio, who's this? Yeah, this is Naj. What up? What up? What up? Naj, how are you, my man? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm good, man. You know how it is. How about you guys? Yeah. Good. We're doing well. Talking NBA playoffs. It doesn't get any better. Uh, what you want to talk about? Hey, man, wherever you guys are going, I'm good with that, man. I'll, I'll follow okay. the road. So what are you guys getting into? I see the okay, title well, said something about the Pacers. Yep, we are talking the Pacers' disappointment. Uh, we just finished that. Uh, kind of talking about the, the sweep and where they go from now with only with seven expiring contracts. Uh, you got to find another star player for Oladipo. Uh, I was actually just reading, John, that uh, somebody just wrote on the Sporting News website that two places they need to look is, number one, plan A would be Kemba Walker to play alongside uh, Vic, and then plan B should be Terry Rozier. And if it doesn't work either one of those two, then you just have to retool your team. Thoughts? Yeah, a little drastic, like <laughs> – yeah, you would want Rozier or, or uh, you know, another point guard. That's definitely something that needs to be done. Uh, the other thing, though, I think which is huge, uh, Thaddeus Young, as great as he is uh, as far as, like, being an all-around player who can do many things but nothing great, uh, you, you kind of have to move him out because Sabonis needs to play 30-plus minutes as their bona fide number four. And I know you're going to have some trouble playing four or five with him and Turner, but you're going to have to figure that out. And losing in the first round without your best player is nothing to be ashamed of. Holding on to that playoff spot, I think a good job was done by Nate McMillan. And I think some Indiana fans are selling themselves short. If you ask Bogdy to be the third option or second option, hey, man, it's a nice young player. But when you put the offensive burden on him and tell him he has to get buckets, like, come on, man. It's a little unfair. So I think they had a good year. Okay. Good, good. Yeah, we've uh, we've kind of heard it all over the board up here in Indianapolis from uh, the different fans' perspectives. Some people want Nate McMillan fired. Um, I don't think it needs to be that drastic yet. I mean, he played the cards that he was dealt. Um, like yeah, you people said, people who drink shouldn't give opinions while they drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do have to look. Uh, you, you know, with with McMillan's record, I mean, we, the last three years, forty two and forty, forty eight and thirty four, forty eight and thirty four, and then the playoffs, uh, three and twelve, his last three years. So now ask yourself, I, with with the roster as constructed and what they were facing, give me an outcome that should have been different, or where coaching would have been the like. Nate McMillan is a really good coach, and if you guys let him go somebody is going to enjoy him coming down there and, and, and working what he has. But coaching isn't yeah. the issue. It's roster construction. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I don't think I, – I I like Nate. I think he deserves to, uh, you know, to see what we can be the most with him. I mean, look, my God, you talk about roster or coaching issues. Look just on the West Coast, Los Angeles, with, with their head coaching situation. I mean, they got – 
they got rid of Walton, and now you got to find somebody that's going to like that likes LeBron and and uh, that whole circus out there. So I think keeping McMillan is is very key. So, by the I'm way, I don't know if you, I'm not going to I'm not I don't know say you, somebody winning the genetic lottery like Luke Walton what qualifies him to be a head coach. Like, what do yeah. Luke Walton teams do? Like, is there any like any idea what a Luke Walton coach team does? Like. He lucked into a job. They were planning on rebuilding. Everything changed, so they had to switch up. It's no big deal. Luke's not ready for this. Maybe in some years he will be, but Luke's not a good coach by, like, right now. Okay. Nas, I want to ask you, who, if, it, if you were the Lakers brass, who do you bring in? Uh, whichever one CAA and LeBron want in there. Uh, you're basically <laughs> doing a no, – look. look. I say that openly. Other people try to make this into something you hide behind the scenes. It's like, no, you're doing a partnership with LeBron for three more years. You're going to raise a lot of money, uh, get your brand even bigger, and, you know, that's saying something. We're talking about the Laker brand, and try to win chips. So during those three years, you liquidate assets, you push for everything they're trying to do, and you try and win. Like, it's, it's that simple. And after it's over, you go back to what the Lakers used to do. But for now, if he wants Lou or he wants Mark Jackson, bring him in. Mm. By the I way, speaking of our boy that. Luke, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. No, the only uh, thing I'll say on that is that LeBron James ain't 28 years old no more. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, like for one, the one thing is he does not he does not have enough trade clause. And I think that's something they put in so that they could have it. Hey, dude, you don't run stuff. You might run stuff up in Cleveland. You might even run stuff down there in Miami, but you're not gonna run stuff up in here. Now, now I'm not gonna say they're gonna trade LeBron. That would be you could get a, you could get draft picks from here on to 2031, right? For LeBron James, um, I don't I, honestly I don't know who's the co- I don't I don't think Bus she she cannot want Cleveland West. She cannot want Cleveland West, and easy to say liquidate assets, but. You know, we live in a smart world now where, you know, yeah, you might give me Ingram. Yeah, you might give me pick at number seven, but that ain't going to get you Anthony Davis. You got to give me something better than that to get Anthony Davis or whatever whatever deal might be out there. Um, but like I said, LeBron James is not a young man no more, so we can't necessarily dictate what we do here going further for LeBron. That's what I would – that's what that's the caveat I would offer. Yeah, I, I, I wonder like why are we why are we comfortable like if a coach goes to a franchise and gets deputy ops, president, and GM duties, like why are we comfortable with a coach having a significant amount of power within the organization, but a player kind of rubs us the wrong way? Like it, it's nothing wrong with saying we're doing like people say oh, they don't want to be Cleveland West. Well, Cleveland uh, East did pretty good during those LeBron years. So three <laughs> more years of LeBron, you renegotiate your TV deal. And to those people selling, telling, uh, saying trade him, I want you to talk to the bar owners and restaurants who own things in L.A. Live and ask them about trading LeBron James. Matter of fact, go back to those same Cleveland bar owners who own bars and things around the queue and ask them about trading LeBron James. It's not just about on the floor. It's about a global market that you are now in reach of in ways you never thought of. Their next jersey deal is going to be crazy. Just to write something on the Lakers, you know, next to the Lakers logo is going to be crazy. All of those things increase because of LeBron James. Is he still the best player in the game? I would say no. He's slipping. So you got these three years. Get you a get a player with the young assets you have. If it ain't Anthony, get somebody else. 
But honestly, if the Pelicans think that they're getting Tatum or all these other things that everybody offered them uh, during the deadline, uh, then they're just as stupid organizations as we thought they were. That was to stop you from trading with the Lakers. They're not really going to give you Tatum. <laughs> yeah. As they'll do well, about they, getting used. They, they fired. They fired. Their, they fired their stupidity. Now they got. They got somebody a little bit smarter. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let's not do that. Dell Dips was fired after he was given after he was given orders not to make a trade with the Lakers, and then the leaks that came out about the trade negotiations, which ruined the Lakers' chemistry. Look, man, who's going to hire him now to work in the league? Like this wasn't the thing of Dell Dips just going rogue. Dale Dimps was following the directions of the new ownership, who then, after he followed it, fired him. And now he's going to have a hard time getting a job because of the leak of the trade. Like, he really messed himself up and, and bid on the wrong horse. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, it's and, – and I think you said – that hit the nail right on the head when you said, you know, if, if the Pelicans really think they're going to get Jason Tatum out of this, then they <laughs> – they need to go back to the drawing board. They do have David Griffin in, which I think is more intriguing now um, based on what he said earlier in the year on NBA TV or sports center or something that what he would offer, he would tell his GM. And then now he actually is. Um, but, you know, uh, the question, here's another question, they, guys. They, what's what, what, what's what Kyrie going to do? Quick? Nobody knows what the millennials uh, up good someday, bad, uh, you know, moody guy. Nobody knows what Kyrie's going to do. He's the most emotional guy ever. But it is what it is. He's millennial as hell. But just real quick, David Griffin is a great GM, and if he had been sitting in that seat, he would have either resigned or he would have he uh, forced him to make that trade. Not because the assets are so good, but because you had the Lakers over a barrel. You could have taken anything you wanted. And to the other guy's point, LeBron's getting a little older. You don't know if those draft picks turn into lotto picks, similar to Brooklyn, Boston. So you take them for everything. When you got that much leverage in negotiation, you take them. <laughs> you take them. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely, perfect. Uh, we must have been talking about him, so something had to happen. Uh, Luke Walton, real quick, breaking news: Luke Walton has made the news, uh, and not in a good way. Uh, oh. He is now being sued for sexual assault by a female sports reporter. So what? now uh, uh, I guess something, that a new lawsuit that was claimed in 2017 in May, coming coming to fruition two years later. Uh, Luke, good thing you got out of L.A. now that you're in Sacramento. So, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think, and John, you call me crazy for this all the time. I can see Kyrie out there with LeBron again. I can see it. He says, hey, look at all this other stuff you can do besides play basketball. We can give your brand a lot more. Uh, and you saw them make up. And, you know, and LeBron said he was sorry for whatever the beef was they had. Uh, they were talking. But also I can see this dude going to the Knicks and play with Zion and who else they can get. I don't know. If, I don't really know if you can get Durant. Or, I mean, this this the owner of the Knicks, he, uh, Dolan, he, he, he either needs to sell the team if they want players there because I don't know if people want to play for somebody an owner like him. Kind of like the right. issue that Donald Sterling had. You know, nobody wanted to right. go out there after all his idios, ideologies, idioticies that he had. Right. So uh, I don't know what Kyrie Irving plays. I think he, I think he's kind of just waiting to see let the season play out. 
and he's kind of, I think he's kind of going to go from there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's go real quick to the Thunder Blazers series uh, that's gone totally away from where I thought it would go. Uh, playoff P is not playoff P. Uh, Westbrook's not hitting shots. Schroeder hitting, taking too many shots. A lot of one and done, no rebounding. Thoughts on that series? Uh, Nas, let's go to you first. What's your thoughts on that series? Yeah, well, the Thunder are extremely limited. Uh, they're not a good team as far as balance. Uh, anytime you got, you know, Felton getting minutes, Terrence Ferguson getting minutes, like you got troubles. If you're in the playoffs and those guys are part of your rotation, that's a problem. Uh, the way that they play, the idea that you're going to funnel everything through West, Westbrook and just push the pace and force tempo on people, that's not going to work so much. And, and I think they need to retool not only the roster, but just think about how they play. For one, I'd move Schroeder to the one and let Russ play off ball. And when he wants it, take it, take it up. But I, I'd spend a lot more time with him off ball. Uh, Paul George is a soldier for playing, but right now he is severely uh, diminished, and he's he's just not himself. And Portland is going to continue to pick them apart. This is an easy series for them uh, based on matchups and based on just OKC having so much trouble right now. But uh, everybody's going to call Russell Westbrook a bum, say his career is over, this is the end. Uh, they did this to Damian Lillard last year. Same people singing his praises right now. They did this to him last year. So, you know, don't be a prisoner at the moment. Absolutely. John, thoughts? Leopard can't change his spot, man. It's the second year. If it wasn't for the Thunder Buddies early in his career, where he had Durant and uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook would be in the hall with uh, Tracy McGrady uh, for our playoff success fail. Um, he can't change his spots, man. He can't. I mean, he's thirty something. He's thirty. He's on the wrong side of thirty, and they can't really win. So everything. I mean, he's fiery, he's a competitor. I won't take that away from him. He's a leader. He's a vocal leader. He's an on-court leader, right? Uh, but he, he he can shoot you out of a game, uh, and I don't think and I don't think he, he wants to change, nor can he change. Um, he found the complementary player and that they, they can play with him. It's not it's, it is it is difficult to play with uh, Westbrook, but it can be done. We, and like I said, Thunder uh, we're good at finding a guy in Paul George to to play alongside of him. Um, but that kind of also made them kind of top-heavy as far as, like, the salary cap and all that. So they don't really necessarily have a whole lot of else, you know what I'm saying, or they're not willing to spend a whole lot else to get another guy in. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to say Russell Westbrook's a bum. I just understand that at this level, at this stage of his career, he's not – unless unless he, you know, like that Michael Jackson said, look that man in the mirror, he's not – he's going to be – he's going to put up triple doubles next year. He's gonna, they're going to put up wins, but unfortunately – Unless they find a team that they match up better with, uh, they're ultimately going to lose. And like I said, this is kind of like a repeat, a little, a little bit different intensity, but it's kind of a repeat of last year when they lost to okay. Utah. I mean, sorry, when they lost to Utah. Okay. Uh, if they lose this series, which it's looking that way, do you have to start looking at the scapegoat being Billy Donovan, or does that go one more? I think to to one a degree. More. Yeah, to a degree, because he didn't decide to put his foot down and say, okay, we're not going to play like this because we're going to wear you out. The usage is unsustainable, and it's going to be hard to do uh, once we get to the playoffs. Like, he should have done that by now instead of kind of, I guess you could say, continuing to push this way. You know what I mean? And the GM Mm -hmm. deserves some blame, too, 
as great as he was, he hit five lotto picks in a row. Not many people ever do that in basketball. But he made the mm-hmm. grand mistake. The game changed in the midst of their build, and he did pick Ibaka over Harden. Now, a lot of us agreed with him at the time because we went big before small, and Harden wasn't the force of nature he is now. So a lot of this stuff goes there. And then Russ being the one to stay, I think that caused the organization to bend to him in a way that they probably shouldn't have as far as how they play. Because, remember, they were just about to be the relevant franchise that could possibly be moved once you lose all three of those guys. And Russ decided to stay. So I, I think that's a that's a huge part of, of why he's given so much country. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with that. Uh, the other series I'm intrigued with the the Spurs and Nuggets. Just when you think Popovich may have gotten Denver figured out, Denver all of a sudden comes out of nowhere with Jamal Murray. Uh, they're starting to get it back together. We're two two series. I think continues tomorrow night. Uh, if I remember right, yeah, tomorrow night, nine thirty, back in Denver, two two. Where do you guys see? How do you see this series going? I do think Denver now's right the ship. I think if I'm surprised they've won two games with the Spurs. I thought they would just get one with the first one being because um, that's why Pop is. I think Pop's got that. You got to give it to him that he's going to find a way to to get it. But he's had a great grand pound so far against these uh, Nuggets. Oh, I, I think I didn't want to jump in. Yeah, you got him, my man. I think it goes seven. Seven. Okay. I would love to see the other series we just talked about. The, the, I want Portland and Golden, uh, Portland and uh, the Thunder to go seven. I'd love to see Dame and Russell keep going back and forth, jawing at each other and such. But I, I just don't think so. But uh, I think it goes. I think this one goes six. I think the Nuggets are going to right the ship here. Um, talent all season. Uh, you know, water. As John, your favorite line: "Water always finds its level." Uh, yeah. but I think I think that'll happen with this the Spurs team. Uh, I would have yeah, loved. Gonna... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. I I, I would have loved to see DeRozan back in the day. I would have loved to see DeRozan and Kawhi play together, and they would have traded Lowry. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I, yeah. I I I think that would have been amazing to see with Toronto, obviously, but obviously. There's a reason, John, you said in our last radio show, there's a reason why they traded DeRozan and not Lowry. Uh, because I don't think Lowry's, you know, we thought his value's too high. Uh, especially he's scoring good scoreless in a playoff game. Yeah, the Spurs yeah, they, they kind of, yeah, they kind of <laughs> stuck another year or two. But they, yeah, might, no. they might find a thing. There's some other disappointing contracts in the NBA. Wiggins comes to mind in, in Minnesota. Um not to, pick, not to pick on anybody, but, yeah, there's some other disappointing contracts that, that teams might be ready to move during the offseason. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Denver thing, uh, basically, Will Barton has been causing the Nuggets to play four on five. Uh, I don't know if he's, his nerves or, or the moment's too big, but he's playing really badly, and they've kind of got the young guys in more a little now. So Beasley and uh, the other guy, Tyrone something, I can't think of his name, they're getting more minutes in Monty Morris, and, you know, that, that proved to be an equalizer for the series. So I think this one could go either way. I think it depends on how many big games we get from Aldridge or how many big games we get from Joker, and I think that will determine. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, the other one could end tonight, gentlemen, the Rockets and Jazz, game four. Uh 
I was really thinking Utah would put up a better fight than what they've done so far based on how they did last year against uh, the Thunder. But right. uh, I, I, hate this. I don't want to praise the Rockets too much because I think we've seen this ship before uh, with them. Uh, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, they, I, they I just don't get for the Rockets, man. They, they didn't have a chance once the seeding came out and they were playing Houston. They didn't have a shot. This team is badly built for a team like the Rockets. The wings are too slow, and when they try to go small, they can't keep up with the speed. And then to try to go big, which is their you know their best lineup with Favors and Gobert, then the Rockets mm-hmm. simply adjust and spread them out. So you know how do you beat that team? And then when you have uh, you know Mitchell, who is <laughs> basically looks looks like he's in shock because he can't believe Harden is doing this to him on national TV. And it's causing him to play even worse. I mean, yeah, you're you're in trouble. Snyder did a good job with that team, but there was a ceiling on it, and this was just the worst matchup for them to have. Nas, let me ask you a question: If you were playing a national basketball game and you were on national television, do you think you would realize you started out 0 for 15? Do you think you would realize you did that? <laughs> uh, that was a lie. I don't know why Harden <laughs> and Chris Paul kept that lie up. Both of them know they go by the bench and check with stat checkers throughout the game. They're always aware. And this whole, oh, I didn't even know I was over 50. Yeah, I ain't hard. Ended up going 3 of 20. Uh, got a lot of his points at the free throw line, 14 of 16. 2 of 13 from 3. I know uh, sure as hell if I was starting out 0 for 15, I wouldn't just know about it myself, but I'm sure as hell my teammates would probably let me know that as well. So, uh, I, I got a nice little chuckle when I saw that. Um, Warriors up 3-1 over the Clippers. Uh, I don't see – I put the Clippers in the same boat as uh, the Jazz. Uh, it was nice to have you in the playoffs, but just a bad draw. Um, Warriors are going to do Warrior things, as always. I, I Easy route, I'm going to say. Easy route back to the finals, uh, barring a huge injury from one of their star players. Uh, what's his face? Patrick Beverly pissed off Kevin Durant, and the Durantula went off in L.A. for 30-some points yeah. over the weekend. Uh, thoughts on the L.A. Uh, Warriors series? Clippers are waiting for free agency. Clippers <laughs> 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 are waiting on free agency. This is, this is, a, this is a good team that uh, Doc Rivers, another great coach, uh, put together and coached through like a tumultuous Western Conference and got them uh, get, to get there without a uh, All Star. Even and even though uh, they got you know one time at the end of the year coming off the bench, like he can't. You you you're asking him, and I think he can shoot with anybody, right? I think he can score with anybody. Um, but you're asking him to outshoot Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. And be able to play in, you know, what I'm saying that's that's a tall order. That's a very tall order. I don't think you'd have to have the daggone damn dream team to to to, to beat them, dream team in their prime, right? But um, I, yeah, Golden State, Golden State felt embarrassed about losing 31, 30. We're talking about we, we ain't talking about a ten point lead. We're talking about they felt embarrassed about losing a thirty one point lead. And regardless of uh, uh, Boogie Cousins being out there or not, um, they're gonna, they, yeah, they they're gonna they're gonna close out for sure, and then. Uh, gear, gear up for Houston. Yeah, absolutely. Nas, your thoughts? Did we lose Nas, him? you there? You there? 
may have lost. Maury may be away from the phone for a moment. Okay. okay. Um, let's, because he's still on. It still shows him on here. Um, looking ahead, Boston's going to play most likely the Bucks. John, do you right. see the – do you see Boston uh, – I, I actually have Boston probably beating the Bucks. I think they've got that much talented of a team. If they can find a way to shut down Giannis, uh, I don't I don't know if anybody's found that out yet. But uh, well, I, I, actually, I think it would be the exact opposite. They'll find a way to shut down everybody else. I know they're going to get the one guard. He'll come back in this series, and he'll, make it, he'll be a difference maker for us. Um, but they forgot a way how to shut down their shooters. Uh, and then in this series, we, did we really see a dominating Bucks team, or did we really see a Denver? I'm sorry, a Detroit Pistons team that had no business being in the playoffs. No business really being in the lottery. Playoffs. I think we think, think we think we said that like you know they should really be in the lottery trying to trying to win the trying to win the sweet takes on on RJ 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 Barrett. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, in all seriousness, yeah, I think uh, we're, we're going to see the Boston. The way Boston beat the Pacers will be different than the way Boston beats the Bucks. And I, could, and I think I, I, you know, the Greek Freak will probably have an incredible series, but I think they'll shut everything else down. Okay, interesting. Nas, are you there? I don't think he is. Okay. Okay, so it's just us two back now. All right, so okay. we have the NFL draft this Thursday. We got a little bit of time left. Uh, a lot, of, by the way, a lot of great basketball talk tonight uh, by our man Willie. Willie had to go. Nas calling in. I don't know. You remember? You remember him calling in last time, don't you? From uh, down yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the only person we haven't had is our our sweet Lou. So it might be a little late for sweet Lou to call in. By the way, have you listened to one of Lou's shows? I have not yet. Totally bonkers. Totally off the walls. Totally. Off. If he calls in at some point, Lou, I got to ask you about your female caller. The way uh, she she yells out. He asks, "Who do you think will win this series?" And she yells at him for the answer. And it's it's must listen to radio with with that. So uh, I'm gonna have to listen back to this last episode. But Lou, sweet Lou, if you're around, give us a call. Uh, as Bye. always. NFL draft. We talked about the Cardinals. Looks like they're going to do a complete 180 now, and they're going to pass on Kyler Murray. Um, ownership wanted to float the idea, as I said earlier, as a way to excite the fan base and sell tickets. Well, I think that's mm-hmm. just the way you're going to piss off your fan base. So, right. Arizona Cardinals, right. you're on the clock. Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, you know, it's football fit. It didn't really make. I mean, it didn't really make sense. You, you burn. You, you burn. You, you bring in another quarterback after you drafted the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, how does that, how does that support what you're trying to do going further? You know what I'm saying? As, as, a, as a team, regardless of this, uh-huh. quarterback, regardless of what quarterback you drafted last year works out or not, you would think you would want to help him. So you know, when Ballard, I, I'm using this in coach terminology, when Ballard came in. His thing was he looked at he looked at the numbers. I and mean, football, if anything, it maybe not some more baseball, but football is a numbers is a number game, statistics and all that. If and if it was Jacoby, we lost Andrew Luck because of sacks. We lost Jacoby. I'm going to lose Jacoby Brissett, but Brissett took how many sacks throughout the year? So what what in football sense said that you need to do? Fix the line. Guess what the Colts did, regardless of what 
draft pick they had, they drafted, they, they they traded places with, right, the Jets last year, and they fixed the line. They one part of the line got healthy. Two, they went out and got the best offensive lineman in this in last year's draft. Well, Arizona, if you have any issues, you know what I'm saying. I, I, and I don't know the statistics why Arizona sucked this year. We just know, guess what, America, they sucked, right? Yeah. <laughs> How many? I don't know. I think, I think they won three games, something like that, right? Uh, yeah. But so, so if they have issues with run blocking, I'm sorry, not with run, but with you know what I'm saying, getting to the running back, then you would need to go get somebody who can stop that. If you had issues with quarterback getting sacked, then you need to have. It, then you need to see, even if you think Kyler Murray is a better quarterback, okay, you need to try to fix that first. Because even if you, even if you trade, even if you, you know, even if you bring in Kyler Murray and think that, and, and, and keep, you know, Allen. You still got to fix your line, so you know you, you can't. It, football ain't like basketball. You know what I mean? You can't just bring out two wing players and think that's going, you know, like you know, and think that's going to work out on on, on the floor or on the field. It's not going to work like that. You have to football. You have to fix what your previous year's problem was. And like in Arizona, I get it. This kid is, you know, saying Kyler Murray is, you know, the guy who turned down a baseball contract, which I think is. Insane, right? The way they hand out money in major MLB, but he's Mr. Electric when it comes to the field. He's a little smallish, right, in football terms. But you know, a lot of a lot of teams will want to even you know a lot of teams between the Raiders and everybody else is you know trying to put that aside, especially after the success of uh, small quarterbacks uh, between they have Drew Brees and and uh, Russell uh, Wilson, you know. So it'd be a huge gamble, right? But still, you still got to fix the problems that you have. And, and like I said, you're in this position for a reason. And not necessarily, I don't think that's necessarily they're, they're in that position number one number one driver's seat. Not necessarily because of their quarterback play, because the other they have other holes to fill with their team. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, yeah, bad, bad, bad management, bad ownership, whatever, whatever label you want to put on on the Cardinals. But they uh, hopefully, you know, what I'm saying with them with them doing a pivot. Uh, somebody, somebody's made a football decision and said, "Hey, this is what we need to fix before we can even think about uh, right uh, still a quarterback." Yeah, I've seen. Uh, I, I've even seen this craziness as if he doesn't go one, that he falls all the way to the second round, and I think that's. I think I, that's crazy. I, I can't. I can't. Knowing that uh, the Giants and the the Dolphins picking the team. I can't see him falling to the second round. I know there's a lot of when I did my homework on it. I know there's a lot of defensive ends. Hey, if this is the, this is the draft for you to get a cornerback, a defensive end, a, a defensive tackle, this is the draft to get it. Okay, I know it's not sexy, crossroads listening audience, but that's what it is. And we all know defense wins championships. You still got to have a defense out there that can stop offense. I know you know we all we, I love the Rams and how they play. And I love uh, watching Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> I love watching, uh, but you know, you still got, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer after two years, right? After one year, <laughs> start. But uh, I, lo- I love, I love offense, but you know, defense still has to be a your defense is you know still 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 an integral part of of, of winning championship of putting teams in position to win championships. Um, I this, but like I said, this is draft to get it from. If I'm, like I said, I don't, I, I just still can't perceive like the, with the with the Giants, even with the with the what the general manager says, he feels confident in Eli and and with uh, with uh, the Dolphins trading away their starting quarterback, 
and, and even with Gruden, who's who's mistrusting of his scout team. And obviously, guess what? From what we can kind of tell, he's kind of mistrusting of his, his quarterback that he has right now. I don't yeah. think he makes it. I don't think he makes it to the second round. I don't. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, we talk about a different draft, and you know, and, and there's a real good article um, in the Indianapolis Star today. And if you're listening to this at a later date, go back and search for it on Google searches. Uh, but I'd be remiss also if we didn't talk about a local product here in Indianapolis that's uh, got draft uh, draft ambitions on his mind. Former Speedway, Notre Dame player even, Justin Brent uh, had his pro day up in South Bend. Uh, Justin Brent has local ties here, being a Speedway spark plug, uh, being a Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And even with me and you, John, uh, we worked with his brother, uh, with, with, um, with Smooth, Michael Smooth Revere. Uh, yep, yep, yep. But uh, yeah, Justin Brent. Uh, hopefully, his name will get called on Thursday night uh, in the NFL draft. He finished out his career playing safety at Nevada um, after he left uh, Notre Dame. So, um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be able to hear his name, and uh, uh, it's, just, it's 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 a great time for a lot of people's dreams. And uh, I wish him nothing but the best, and hopefully he makes it, and uh, we'll be able to. Uh, Talk to Smooth a little bit. Get some of his takes on that. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, looking at the Colts uh, with their draft pick, they've got a late pick this year. Um, the latest mock draft that they showed on ESPN had the Colts taking a wide receiver at number 26. I think they have this 26th pick. Um, mm-hmm. It has the DK Metcalf. And DK Metcalf is the gentleman that you've seen all over – Sports Illustrated, ESPN, the mm-hmm. magazine, if they still sell that, whatnot. But he's the one that's been jacked, wide receiver from Ole Miss. If the Colts could get him, it would mean a lot. They needed another star wide receiver. This is a big guy they can throw in the end zone, along with Eric Ebron as well. Uh, it's definitely somebody I can see the Colts taking. I just don't know, John, if he's going to last that far. Right, right. I didn't. I, I actually on my board. I had him a little bit higher. I actually had him in the top fourteen when I wrote down uh, the Colts. I kind of had. There's a lot of. There's a lot of cornerback talent. Uh, the kid from Washington, Byron Murphy. The kid from, like I said, the kid from Washington State, Byron Murphy. I, he might even go to the. He might even go to to your team. He might even go to Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, uh-huh. There's even the the one kid that uh, played running back. Uh, from uh, Alabama, Jason Jacobs that the Colts could even look at uh, picking that uh, in, the, in the later 20s. I think, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, nobody picks, unless you're real special, nobody picks running backs in the top 10. But, uh, well, I, you know, I, I'm conf- I, I'm not super confident in this particular draft. You know what I mean? I've, I've always, I've, I've, I think I've kind of prefaced this in, in the later shows uh, that the, the wideout talent is next year, not necessarily this year. Uh, and I think that's why they actually gave um, the kid we got from uh, the Panthers the one-year deal, kind of like pl- plays and show us what you got type of type Bunch, of punches. Yeah, but uh, there's there, there's some cornerbacks that's going to be available. Uh, like I said, the Murphy kid, and there's another. Um, there's another DeAndre kid Baker. State. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, from yep, Georgia. yep, yeah, from Georgia. Yeah, there's a, there's going to be some guys that uh, Coach Mike, you know, who and you know. Again, Ballard likes to address what the coach, what what a team lacks prior to. Um, I wouldn't 
you know I me. Mean? Hey, as long as the quarterback is upright, that's what you need to address. You know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't, you know, they, I wouldn't be crazy. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if they went for another offensive lineman or guard in the, in the latter, not necessarily the first round, but in the latter round, just to you know make strengthen up the line. You know what I'm saying? But um, we know the secondary for the Colts is not where. Uh, the fans envision it. It's not probably not necessarily where the Ballard envisions it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they pick a corner also in, the, in that first round. And those two guys' names are kind of being bantied about. Okay. Yeah. NFL draft should be fun. Plus, I, I think it's crazy with all these mocks because all it takes is one GM to decide, you know, we're going to trade. And it just throws it all completely off. Um, that's why you kind of <laughs> should look at. You, people do mocks and they don't do it just because I think it's going to go here. It's, it's who fits best in what system. Um, right. Byron Murphy is one for the Pittsburgh Steelers that they need corner and safety help in Pittsburgh. That was a big thing. Also Pittsburgh, if they could get one of the Devons, whether it be Devin Bush or um, I can't think the other Devon's name, they can get either one of the Devons. That'd be a linebacker help. Definitely. But mm-hmm. I've seen Byron Murphy has popped up on the names uh, big time. Uh, as well as Marquise Brown from yep. Oakland or Oklahoma. But here's the crazy thing about Marquise Brown. I don't think Pittsburgh will even give him a sniff of daylight because Marquise Brown is the younger cousin of Antonio Brown. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's no way they're bringing, no way they're bringing that in. No hey, no way. That's coming in. No more distractions. Yeah. Um, are you going to watch the draft this Thursday? I usually watch, I'll be honest with you, I usually watch the first round so I fall asleep. Uh, I, I, you know what I'm saying? At least the first the first 10 for sure. And then you try to keep a try to keep an eye out for where, where your team, my team being the Colts, who and what they, where, where the, you know what I'm saying, who they pick, who they bring in. Uh, and then mm-hmm. after that, just, you know, after that you figure, you, just, you follow up the next day and you follow the next and see, you know what I'm saying, what, what new staff they, they, the Colts are bringing in. But, yeah, I, I watch it. It doesn't have – it has the pageantry and the fanfare of the NBA draft, but it doesn't have the, the you know, it doesn't give you everything you need. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Because it goes on for it goes on for so long. Uh, and then, like I said, it's not this is not necessarily a sexy, a sexy. Uh, this quarterback's going number one. This quarterback's going number two. This one back's going. It's not that. It's not that kind of draft this year at all. Not at right. All. Well, the reason I ask is because also it's it's uh, uh, Avengers night. Avengers is out Thursday, so a lot of <laughs> a lot of showing. My roommate actually, we're gonna go look at. We were gonna go, and I was like, "Oh God, I missed the first round of the draft going to it." But we're gonna wait. We're gonna go next week and see the movie. So yeah, I'm gonna hold on. Yeah, I'll, I'll go see it. I think I'm off Friday for sure in the daytime. I'll probably go see it Friday. Uh, I, I know, believe it, believe it or not, Crossroads and Crossroads listeners, you don't necessarily have to pre-order your tickets. To see, to see, you know, what I'm saying Avengers or whatever, you know, what I'm saying movie, crazy movies that everybody in America is going to be watching. Uh, now, if you go after five o'clock when everybody's off of work, of course you're going to need, you're going to need. But I, I get up at the crack of dawn and go see the first movie, whether it be ten o'clock or eleven o'clock showing of it, and I get this, and I can see it in its entirety and not, you know, not, not bothered by any, uh, you know, what I'm saying outside noise or. I will you know, tell that, you this. I don't, if you go see it at ten o'clock on Friday, ten or ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and you're willing, I'll meet you there. I'll go. <laughs> okay. 
I'll okay. go. <laughs> so yeah, but it's big. It's Avengers Week. Uh, yeah. We waited so long. We waited so long for this. <laughs> whatever it takes. Just like the whatever Colts. It whatever takes, it takes. Correct. Um, correct. The NFL schedule has came out. Uh, some of it was leaked last week, last Wednesday. Uh, a lot of Crossroads audience are going to be pissed off, including myself. The fact that the easiest schedule in the NFL this year went to the New England Patriots. How does a team that won the Super Bowl get the easiest schedule the following year? I never have understood that whatsoever. Um, but uh, the show must go on, as they say. Uh, week right. one, uh, they're actually going to open with the Bears and Packers opening up week number one. It's NFL 100 is the, uh, the, the motto this year. Um, so mm-hmm. the, the, the greatest rivalry in football, the Bears and Packers, are going to open up on Thursday night in Chicago. Uh, and then the defending champion, New England Patriots, are going to open up Sunday night, Sunday night football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, if there's one thing I've learned, if you're ever going to knock off Bill Belichick and the Patriots, the best time, it's always at the beginning of the year. The Patriots always suck at the beginning. They do. I, you know what, Brandon? I actually don't like when they put these – I know why they do it now, because they're trying to get back. You know what I mean? Because, but think about it, Brandon. Everybody gets hurt week one, you know? Uh, or you have a host of players get hurt. I'd rather have the Bears and Green Bay, and I, and I know they play twice, but I'd rather have that like week four, week five. You know what I mean? Um, and even, even shoot, even not play them, play play it back to back. Week five, we play Green Bay, and uh, and then week six, we 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 played them in at Lambeau. You know what I mean? But I'm not the schedule maker. Um, I don't get, I don't get too crazy about who the Colts are playing. Uh, week one, I know. I think what does got that? They got four games away from home in a row, something like that. I could be wrong. I might I might be confusing them with somebody. Yeah, I think I, I am. I'm confused, I'm confused I with the Raiders. The Raiders have like four. The Raiders got like four games away from home before they go back to Oakland or something like that. But uh, the, I mean, you know, I'm again. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to say who's gonna win. You know, what I'm saying. Uh, in, in, in and even June yet, dude. Still April uh, when the yeah. schedule comes out. You know, what I mean, they gotta they gotta build they gotta they gotta still go through OTAs. They gotta go through the draft. They still gotta go through preseason. Who gets cut? And who you know? What I mean? totally I agree. Know, who gets hurt too? You know. So it's, I have it's, not it's made to build up excitement. Yeah, I have not made my predictions yet for each team. For this year, which will be posted on Crossroads later on, I like to wait after the draft's been made and after some of the, the dust has settled. Um, so right. for me, it'll be most likely June or so when I'll finally start putting my stuff together. But I'll give the Colts fans a little sneak peek. Just looking at the Colts schedule, which I'll run through real quick, um, and then I'll give you kind of my sneak peek, my first glance of what the record was after I had them. So the Colts are going to open up Sunday. Uh, on the road, they're going to go to the Chargers. So they're going to start out out west against the Chargers, 4:05 game time. Then they go to week two at Tennessee, uh, 1 o'clock game. Week three, first home game. Colts fans, get your tickets. Atlanta Falcons come to town week three, 1 o'clock. Week four is another home game. It's Oakland Raiders and whatever train wreck they bring in to Lucas Oil Stadium. Week five, <laughs> circle your calendars, October 6th, Sunday night football, Colts at Chiefs. Big one. Big game number one. So, 
That'll be good to see. And then they go into their bye week. So the Colts have an early bye week this year, week six. Um, I think that if you have a bye week between week six and eight, I think that's perfect because you get some games in, you get a little healthy, and then whatever you've issues you had in those first six to eight games, you have a whole second half to correct them. Um, then they come back to home against Houston. Big division game there. you got to think these two teams are going to battle it out again for the division. Um, and then they have another home game against the Denver Broncos. So the Broncos with Joe Flacco will be coming to Indianapolis on Sunday, October 27th, just before mm. trick-or-treating trick time. Then the following week, they go to Pittsburgh and play on Sunday. Colts do not have a record against Pittsburgh uh, in the last six years. Uh, then they go and play Miami at home. The Dolphins, you've got to think that's going to be somewhat of a uh, an easy win for the Colts. They play Jacksonville mm-hmm. and then at Houston, home against Tennessee. So three big division games there. Uh, we're up to week 14 right now at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, back-to-back weeks. That could be... Some tough games for the Colts. The New Orleans game is a Sunday night game, or a Monday night game, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then they finish at home against Carolina and at Jacksonville. So, um, looking at that first glance, John, I have the Colts at, uh, I got them at nine, or no, 12 and oh, four. Man. Who? 12 and four. 10 and four. 12. 12 and four. Yep. Ooh. Just a, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna happen. Actually, John, we got our caller. I'm gonna get him on Whoa. here. Come Sweet Lou, how are we? You no, we're up. doing great. Except for my well, Yankees, of course. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But that's another story. Absolutely. So what's what's uh, how's your week been? You had a good week? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, we had our Easter celebration yesterday, so it all went well. Good to hear. I uh, yes. I didn't get to tune in live Saturday night because I was at a couple church church services of my own, but I listened earlier on Friday or so to your week before call, the show you had. Uh-huh. Let me yes. say this, my friend: Uh-oh. how you manage all four of those people talking at the same time, uh, talking on there. I go give you kudos of credit, Thanks. and the girl that you had on there. She was electric. She it felt like she was just yelling picks at you who she was taking to the NHL playoffs. Which one? Oh, I can't think of her name, but she was you would ask her for a pick and she would yell Penguins or Islander. Uh, she would just Oh, you uh, was oh, I, you, that's my significant other. No, oh, so she's the one that was I hey, that that makes sense now why she was yelling at you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought she was electric. Yes. She is. So, but that's uh, but that's what makes but that's what makes her special. Yeah, uh, I've been meaning to ask yeah. you all week. I know how much you hate the Islanders, or you dislike yes. the Islanders. How I'm pretty shocked that they did, went four zero over uh, so the kid. So, that was a big shocker to me. Um, obviously, Tampa Bay, uh, the other shocker. Well, Harry, I guess both. Yeah, them and Calgary both just uh, not showing up whatsoever. This uh, is the first time in playoff history that both of them won seeds were out in the first round. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it's something I couldn't uh, imagine. Game seven, who do you got, Boston 
or the the Leafs? I'm going with the Bruins. Bruins. Okay. Yeah, I believe home ice is going to play a crucial key here. Uh, as much as I would love to see the Leafs go on and play the Islanders in the, in the Eastern Finals, because I want to see Tavares come back and play them in a seven-game series, uh, we'll see. Some of the games you got right now, Carolina, up 3-2 to two here Just in the third. Agree, yeah. Fighting for their lives uh, against mm-hmm. Ovi. And then the Preds, one nothing right now against Dallas. Preds need a win to force a game seven. Uh, I mean, the Yahoos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since my uh, Blackhawks did, obviously didn't make yeah. it, I, I like that. I cheer on the Preds. They're kind of a localish here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you think of your guys' NFL schedule release? Your team? Uh, well, I think we're going to start off strong because we have, you know, the first two games at home, and we can beat the Bills at home uh, very easily. It's when we start playing on the road is where our problems are going to start. Yeah. But I'm looking it might be a bit more competitive this year because uh, without Gronkowski on the um, them, or you call them Patriots, uh, my servers <laughs> are advantage. Yeah. And you guys get national TV week two. You get the Brownies coming into town uh, with yes, all their but remember, everything they have. There's a, spe- there's a special reason for that, too. Was that? It's to uh, because they're going to play the the Browns, and that was the first Monday Night Football game that was ever shown, and this is to celebrate the 50th anniversary year. Oh, see, John, that's why we have Lou to give us tidbits <laughs> like that. But you know, really I, think hear the emphasis, I think the emphasis though is too much on the Browns this year. Yeah, okay, they they made some strong strides last season. You can't do much uh, worse than 0-16 the previous year. I mean, you know, and then you right. had the mock parade, you know, the, the the trash bowl. Oh, boy. And they may have the seven wins, but I still think I don't think they're going to, you know, make a run and maybe win the division title. Hell no. My Steelers are going to win that. My Steelers will win Brown? the division. Even without Brown. I they guess what Brown do I guess what I think Brown do Brown... you? Nothing. Exactly. The Browns, I think they're going to have a decent team. They may win six, seven games. I don't know how the chemistry is going to do. I think we'll see Odell throw a tantrum maybe at some point. And Jarvis, Jarvis threw tantrums last year all the time for the Browns. So everybody's trying to crown them right now. Let's just take a step back. Let's breathe. It is still the Cleveland Browns. And they have a brand-new coach, Freddie Kitchens. So let's see what just what we have with this team. By the way, good luck with Le'Veon. Yeah, good luck with Le'Veon. So hopefully he'll uh, yeah. he'll turn out okay for you guys and not quit on his team. Still a little sad. Yeah, otherwise we're gonna ring his bell. <laughs> so looks like you guys yeah. did go to the. Uh, let's see where you got. You got the Bills and Browns, and you go to New England, and then a quick bye week, week four already a bye week for you guys. Yeah. And uh, this year we got some teams against the NFC. Uh, first time in a long time they're gonna play Dallas. And yep. it's going to be a crosstown rival this year for the first time in five seasons. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Jets. Yeah. It uh, looks like November 10th. Circle your calendars, Northeast sports fans. And now, you guys are on the home team, too. <laughs> that yes, makes me think. 
So, but uh, did you hear about the new uniforms that they were coming out with this year? I did, and I saw them. I got I... three words to say about that. Oh boy, ugly as sin. <laughs> I oh, same thing. I don't like them, and no. I, I I don't know how the New York media has treated it, but from out here in the Midwest, well, and all you the know how the New York media can be. Oh yeah, uh, I I wasn't fond of them. I I don't know. No. My thing is with NFL, you can change up a little bit, but don't go so drastic. Um, yeah. I thought what the Browns did, adding the brown uniform, I think that was okay. Um, it was good. Right. Some of these traditional teams, you need to keep what you have. I consider the Jets a traditional team that should have kept their normal colors. I don't know if they're trying to do something, make them look faster, I guess, or I don't know brand. how that uniform can do that, though. I don't know how that can play in effect with the, with the, uh, the uniform. Yeah. So, well, you don't play the Colts this year, so you won't Thank have God. a rivalry with Jonathan unless it's in the playoffs. But right. you play you play my Steelers week uh, a couple days before yeah. Christmas. So, Le'Veon revenge game. I'm sure oh. we'll be talking in, in December. Um, we would like to give uh, if you could give us a Christmas present for a victory, we'd really appreciate it as we move towards the playoffs. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. Uh, but, yeah, I was just telling John before you got on, I was going to start going through my records for each team um, and start kind of predicting who I think. But I need to wait until after this draft. I need to, I'm need i going to wait until about June, July, and then kind of start looking at the NFL schedule. Right. Well, actually, on, the, on my show on Saturday, I asked uh, each member of the panel individually um, of how they're, of how the season is going to go. I asked one about the Giants. Um, I Colleague that got me started, uh, I have him take the Jets. Uh, I had one from the D.C. area. I asked him about the um, Redskins. I almost said Ravens. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because they, they're Redskins fans, not Ravens. Yeah. yeah well, what do you have in your Jets? Oh, 14 and 2. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a strong division. I think, I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna say uh, 10 and 6. Okay. Okay, that's strong. That's strong. Yeah, well, I think it might be a strong contender this year because I think the Patriots are going to fall flat. Buffalo is, uh, you know, Buffalo oh man. sucks. Come on, now. you don't believe that about New England? None of us do. Yeah, the Dolphins, uh, you know, they're still they're still looking for you know themselves. They call them Flipper. So uh, <laughs> I think they just might have a good, uh, a legitimate shot this year. Okay. Okay. Well, I told John. I think I'm dreaming. Here in Indy, just looking at the schedule, I had the Colts at twelve and four. So twelve and four. Huh? Twelve and four. I see losses at Kansas City. Uh, John's going to call me a homer here, but I see a loss at Pittsburgh because the Colts can never win in Pittsburgh ever. Uh, shout That's out right. 1995 AFC Championship game. Aaron Bailey <laughs> dropping the pass. Uh. I have New Orleans as a loss, so that's three. And then I do think they lose the one at Houston. So that's four. Everybody else, they should take care of, take care of business. So, yeah. And I'm excited the, the, for the draft with the Jets, I guess, there in the Northeast. Where do you see them going this Thursday? Well, I'm not going to get my hopes up too high because, you know, 
as I said um, recently, because you know we got Darnold last last year and he didn't do anything for us, and nobody even really liked it when we got when we got the pick. I mean, the boos were so loud you can hear them all the way across uh, down to Florida. So yep. uh, I'm holding my enthusiasm. <laughs> okay, should be interesting. Uh, any last things from you, man? What do you got? What's on your mind? Well, um, Carolina is now 4-2 over Washington. That just happened. So I think we're going to see a game seven. All right. I love that. Love yeah, game I know. Hockey. Tell you what, we need to get John. Uh, John's not a big hockey guy, but I, I think we can oh. work our way into getting him to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a late bloomer myself. I mean, I, I was the last of the major sports I followed. I didn't fall that time about nine. So uh, I was a little bit of a late bloomer myself. Yeah. Oh, this just in. I think the Yankees just put another guy on the DL. Oh, wait. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> no, I'm just, just saying. <laughs> I feel like everybody's on the DL. I just seen Aaron oh, okay, Judgment okay. on yesterday. Yeah, well, actually so. it was Saturday. Oh, Saturday. So, yeah. man, so it's 13. can't catch a break. But they did have a hell of a performance against the – the uh, the arch rivals, the Red Sox. So that was that was good to see. And you know they're still and they have about five hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, what so, else you got? Uh, you know. So it's so um, they're not dead yet. No, not yet. Still early. Still plenty of time. <laughs> I know. Season is young. What? Uh, Too young. Give it. Give us uh, what you guys are going to talk about on this week's show coming up. Well, we still got, of course, uh, round two of the NHL and uh, NBA playoffs coming up. Uh, we'll also go over a draft uh, review of the first round, uh, see where we stacked up. Uh, we might like it. We may think uh, we're going to hate it, so we'll have to wait and see about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also ha- we also have a new feature on the show, uh, the Highlight of the week, you know, what do you think was the, um, you know, your favorite moment of the week uh, so far? I've already got one, but I'm not reviewing until showtime. So, uh-huh. I don't, yeah, I always have to keep my uh, listeners in suspense. Absolutely, that's the best. Even if it kills me. <laughs> now, you're, you're on the East Coast, right? Yep, we are. We, okay. Well, we're Indiana, but we have the same time zone. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because some because some parts you know are an hour behind. I didn't know if, was, if you were one of them. No, no this is the redneck parts of the south of Indiana. <laughs> oh man, a redneck. Shout out to Evansville. Shout out to the purple. <laughs> yeah, shout out Evansville and Gary, Indiana. Those two parts right. uh, are on the central time zone. How about Erie, Indiana? I don't know about Erie. I know Mexico, oh. Indiana is on Eastern. Do you realize this, mm. Lou? Mexico, yes. Indiana. And Denver, Indiana, are located ten miles apart. Who knew Mexico and Denver were so close? Yeah. And I thought I would. I thought San Diego, Mexico, were close. I guess not. <laughs> so, what's the uh, well, what's the have... info for the show? All right. Seven one two seven seven five seven zero three five. Pin number four one zero one seven three, and then the pound sign, which is just below the number nine. On your telephone. If you do not press the pound sign, you don't get squat. Oh, man. Boom. Boom. Nothing, you John. Get... You don't get it. 
So Nothing. Well, remember, remember, you know, other uh, shows use the same numbers. So we had the pound, uh, we had the pin number. The pounds had to separate uh, from each other. Hmm. Okay. True. True. And I did find your show. Gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I did find it. So I listened into the oh, last God. show, uh, and uh, that's where I said it was electricity. I told John off air. I said, "You got to listen to this because it was just." So much going on. I, I, I felt like it was a circus for a minute, and then the, uh, your significant <laughs> other was yelling at you, and I didn't even know who she was, and it was it was perfect. Loved it. I'm going to have to be a part of it now. I'm going to have to be a part Good. of it. So. Good. Six to eight <laughs> Saturday nights. Absolutely. Well, Lou, my man, thank I mean, you for I'm calling no in. I'm it, no it. Howard Stern, but, uh, you know. Hey, you're getting there. You're getting there. Oh, I hope not. No. <laughs> in a good way. We want to make we want to make it a family show. We want you know we don't want to degrade it. You know, being so low. Yeah, yeah. All right, Lou, my man. You know, all right. Take care. We'll see right. you. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks and uh, your uh, your name again? I am Brandon, oh, and he is Jonathan. Brandon. Yep. I'm okay. Jonathan. Correct. Brandon and Jonathan. All right. All right. Take care, Lou. Right. Yep. Man, sweet Lou, again. <laughs> you say his name. You say his name. He adds. He brings it. Oh, it right. was beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, any last things from you, John, before we rack him up? Man, you know, I'm I, I'm always going to plug something from from the world of television. Man, I got a chance to see. Um, East Penn did a thirty for thirty. I think it's thirty for thirty on Tony Mandridge, former Colt, former. Green Bay Packer, former draft bus, uh, particularly out of the draft that he came out of. Man, if you get a chance to see it, I don't know if, if, I don't know if you've seen it yet. On, 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 I, have, if, I have not. You, okay, yeah, check it out on rebroadcast, man. It's not, you know, ESPN always puts together good um, when you talk about the 30 for 30. But Mandridge uh, goes from – he basically goes from the lowest point in his life to the highest point in his life, and even though – He's considered as a as a as a, as a bus, and because he, he used steroids coming out of college, and you know, I almost spoil it for you, okay? Okay. But uh, what's but it called? It, it, it's Tony Mandridge. Tony Mandridge played. Tony Mandridge came out in uh, 1989 out of Michigan State. Uh, actually, even has um, Saban in it commenting on because uh, at the time Saban was the assistant coach. Uh, Mandridge uh, came out of Michigan State. He was number one rated. Uh, like uh, offensive tackle during that time, but he used he oh my god he big, he was bigger than Hawk Hogan if you can believe that. Huh. Um, but he 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 you know he used steroids to get big, make himself better, which you know it was the culture during that time. That the other players, Bob Burk used steroids too. Probably a whole bunch of other guys used steroids that ain't nobody ever going to admit right during that era. But he came out of a draft that had Troy Aikman, Deion Sanders. Um, Barry Sanders, he came out of that draft and like he was, you know, when you talk about those Hall of Famers and he, you know, his first year, his first year in the in the league, he did not play like Hall of Famer at all because uh, he stopped taking steroids. But uh, again, I, I, Brandon, I don't want to spoil it because you need to, you really need to check it out. Tony Mandridge. Okay. Uh, he's Absolutely. 30. Uh, I just found it on uh, on their Twitter account. Uh, it's actually ESPN E60. So oh, which is another. E60 is another version of the 30 for 30. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the E60, I found it. I found it on demand. So I will watch that tonight, actually. Um, I'll put it on the old list. 
uh, and see. But yeah, you can find the full thing on E60 on the ESPN app. Uh, uh-huh. Tony Mandrich, he's even on Twitter at uh, Tony underscore Mandrich. If you want to tweet at him after you've seen the show, uh, he may have some roid rage apparently, but uh, nah, you know, he's off the roids. He's off the roids. <laughs> I will take. Uh, Mike Golick, who's a trusted talent on ESPN, just watched the E60 story about Tony Mandarich, a guy I played against in the NFL. His story and his honesty of self-destruction and then recovery is incredible, worth the watch. Yeah, yeah. Incredible honesty. Incredible honesty, uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. I will check that out. Uh, Two things I got for you. I haven't played this for our boys, and I feel like I have to. Um, Yep. Uh-oh, who we, we just lost the 2018-2019 Indiana Pacers. <laughs> it's time to it's time to bury the team. It's time to move on to greener pastures. No Oladipo, no Bogey, no Corey Joseph, no Derek Collison, no Thad Young. None of them are going to the second round. Our paces are done. It's time to regroup. And with that, we plant the uh, – we, we bury the pacers. We take that last shovel oh. of dirt, and we throw it across oh, them. Man. It's a wrap. You sound like, you like you're like you playing Roddy Piper music. You need to be playing Paul Bear's music. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you this, if I can find it. Let me – give me one second here. I found our new – sometimes I like to find different sound bites to use. And anytime, Jonathan, I found one now for you, who was our – you are uh, – uh, what was the – the Reverend Jonathan Bird's song, as we like to call him here, the Reverend. Anytime mm-hmm. you say something crazy now that I think that you say oh. is just completely off the walls, I have a new sound bite for that I'd like to debut for our fans. All right, go for it. Uh, go for it. And anytime you say something crazy, this is what we'll play. Stay off the weed. <laughs> Stay off the weed. Little Stephen A. Smith action. So anytime you okay. say something crazy, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop okay. you with that one. Stay off the weed. All right. Stay off the weed. 420 just happened two days ago. So whoever was, uh, you know, yeah, whoever, whoever was celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, by the way. For those people uh, over by me, they're getting ready to open a Denver CBD store uh, okay. up here off 96th Street, right beside the uh, movie theater. So get some CBD oil, get in there to watch the movie, have a good time. So, <laughs> so who's but I had to, yeah, I had to play your your, your new sound bite, the Stephen A. Um, we don't have much going on left. Uh, any other things? I do want to thank all of our callers tonight. We had a bunch of them tonight. Oh, we had we had, we had Willie Martin talking NBA. Uh, uh, he had to go. He had to put the kiddos to bed. We understand that. We'll yep. get Willie on again. He had fun. He said he would join us again. We had Nas from down in uh, ATL, down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Great to hear from him. It's been a while since we've heard from him. So loved his mm-hmm. basketball talk, his basketball knowledge, knows what he's talking about. It was a pleasure mm-hmm. to have him on once again. Uh, our guy, Sweet Lou, from the East Coast. John, we're hitting him from everywhere. Down South, East Coast. We just need another West Coast guy. Mm. Getting bigger and bigger every day, every every week. Can't complain. 
Now I got to get Justin Powell to call in at some point because we got to talk Lakers. So oh, this is me. <laughs> this is me calling out Justin Powell to call into the show next week whenever we have it. You're right. Let's talk some Lakers with you because I know you've yeah. got plenty, and I got to know your thoughts on those top ten lists that we gave out. We gave out power Man, forwards, you... centers, point guards, small forwards. We've got one to go. This week, we got one to shooting go. guards. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that one this week. Man, I almost wanted to redo my power four list because I felt like I didn't give uh, Kevin Garnett enough credit. You can kind of almost. You. you can. Wait, dude, you had Bob Pitty. You had Bob Petit on your um, on your on your list. I don't want to hear it. But hey, you kind of go ahead. Give it a clap. You can kind of you can kind of toss a quarter in the air between. Paul Gasol and Kevin Garnett. Garnett might have more. I think Garnett does have more All Star appearances, but man, Paul Gasol got the international resume to blow your mind. Uh-huh. But um, but I did I did want to I, I you know Garnett is in he's in he's definitely top ten worthy for what he brought to the for what he did in his career and what he brought to the NBA. Okay. Uh, you so I think me we crazy. got it right. I, I think, I'm pretty sure we got it right because we both had Tim Duncan number one. We both had Dennis Rodman like number seven. So I, I yeah. think that our list, our lists were indicative. Like nobody, all, all these things are like you can take out. I had Dave DeBush, You had Bob Petit. You know, Bob Pitt, I'm not pronouncing his name incorrectly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, Bob Pitt, Yeah, but yeah, but you could you could sub in sub out guys. But I, for the most part, you, you know what, Brandon. Like I, it, it, man, I still think Charles Barkley was the better uh, individually one-on-one player than Carl Malone. But you can't take like Carl. You look at Carl Malone's resume, and there's no way he could be anything less than than, than second. You know. Yeah. So I, that's why I went with Carl Malone as number two. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, for me. That was a harder list to put together than any other one I've had so far. Um, really? Oh man, I thought small forward was pretty hard myself. Yeah. So but that's why we make our lists. We love the interaction we're having with everybody on the list. So we got one yep. more to go. We've got shooting guards and Oh man, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> if and for the Crossroads Nation, if me and Jonathan both don't have MJ at number one, Stay then off the weed. <laughs> Stay off the weed. Man, we will stay off hope, the I just, lead. I just, I just hope ain't no backlash if one of us leaves off Allen Iverson. I hope ain't Ooh. no backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you who's gonna be in my top ten? One guy. No, save it, save it, save it. Okay, save it. All right, you gotta post it. Yep, save it. I'll post it. Uh, and then, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. And just because I haven't played this sound bite in a little bit, I gotta play it again. No for me to sit back here in this studio <laughs> looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent oh more my money God. on spilt liquor. Oh, yeah. Spilt liquor. Mm. Love it. Right. That's why he is the man. He is the man. Woo. So, uh, Raw's on. I don't have much to talk about from the shakeup. Roman Reigns moved. AJ yeah. Styles moved. Um, Becky Lynch is coming out right now, so that's that's that is what it is. Well, once we have some more significant substance for that, we'll uh, we'll talk it. Uh, right. Any last thing for you, John? Nope, we're in the end game. Everybody go see Avengers. 
in game. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. And with that, we thank you guys for joining us once again. I know it was a longer episode tonight and a later episode, but thank you. Yep. Listen to it on iTunes. Be sure to share it, like it. We'll see you guys again next week. Take care, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. Crossroads Sports.